Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast, special edition episode, shooting coach Jaden Nichols. I'm your host, Coach Steve Kramer, and we are digging into shooting workouts. Hopefully you're getting a ton of shooting workouts in at this point in the season. It's summertime, baby. It's summertime. You know, I say sun's up, shots up is what I like to say to our, to our kids. And when we're working on our game, there's some things that we really need to make sure we're keeping in mind. Again, it's hard to get taller, but it's a heck of a lot easier to become a better shooter. And as my high school coach told me, players are made in the summer. And so this is a huge opportunity for each of us to make sure we're having some big gains. And as you listen to this episode, yeah, I don't want your players to just come in, get shots up, get shots up. And then they're not seeing some of the results that you would hope they would when the season comes around. It's my hope that if you think about some of these shooting drill types, the instruction, the, the drill game situation types that we're going to break down in this short episode, you're going to say, yes, that's what we need to start incorporating with our players and our shooting workouts so that we can get more of the results that we want in actual games. So coach Nichols, throwing it over to you. What are some of the big things that you think about that really comprise a great shooting workout? Yeah. When I was in high school, we often preached game shots, game speed. So that was most of what I grew up with. And what you'll talk about is there, there is different types of shooting drills we can do, some more randomized techniques that are helpful. But I still do believe in the, the idea of game shots, game speeds. That's a, that's a Von Grafeen right there. Um, and I think there's you got to come in. Like we're, we're always going to talk about the foundation being form shooting is important. And then we need to progress. So some stuff I really like to do is rhythm shooting. Um, some of us call it the European rhythm shooting. I think making sure that our feet are good and we're figuring out how to shoot in rhythm is important. I think also working on how to catch a basketball is something we need to throw into our drills. So we do a lot of drills with our um, varsity team that involve a pass and the specific types of passes. And then I also think it's important to throw in competition, whether it's competing against yourself, competing against another guy, competing another, against a team. I think we need to find drills that, that can cater to all these different types of shots and different types of skills that are within shooting. And we'll talk about some of the specific drills that, that we do. One of, one of my favorite that we do, we do a lot of competition shooting out here at Bowling Green High School. And a couple of things we focus on is getting passes in our offense or getting passes from where they come from in our offense and getting shots where we shoot shots in games. So I think those are a couple of the most important things that we can key in on. If you know you're going to take a lot of shots from the elbow come this season, that's something you should probably work on is getting shots at the elbow and getting, getting passes from where you're going to get passes in game. So those are a few things that I think about when it comes to what's important about shooting drills. This would be a, a great exercise for you as a coach listening and ask yourself, if someone were to come up to you or a player say, coach, you're like, what are the main you know, things that I should make sure to incorporate when I'm getting my workout in, shooting workouts specifically? Do you have some foundational beliefs like Coach Nichols just broke down? You say, yeah, we're going to make sure you know, this 45 minutes or hour, whatever it is we have shooting the basketball, we're going to make sure we're incorporating some of these staples each and every workout. And if you don't know, it's time to do some, some soul searching, baby. 
right? As far as, as far as what you believe and what you stand for uh, when it comes to shooting the rock. And my hope is that, you know, this episode will help explain some of those and we'll share, as you mentioned, we'll share some of our drills. You mentioned the rhythm shooting. We just ran a couple of shooting clinics as we're recording this uh, last weekend, two, two different shooting clinics. And we broke down our form shooting and then we rolled into our rhythm shooting after that. And man, it, for me, it just reinforced my beliefs already where we, we did these, our four phases of form shooting progressions. And it's easy to get this kind of mechanical feel when you're just going through these, these form shooting progressions, you add one piece, you add one piece, you add one piece. And I don't want our kids to be robots. Right. And so it's being able to have some of those understanding concepts as far as how you want to shoot the basketball, but also understand that basketball is a and shooting is, is very fluid. It's, it's, it's this natural, comfortable movement. If it doesn't feel uncomfortable, we're, we're probably not going to shoot it well. And so to add in the rhythm shooting and we do a bunch of different variations at our shooting clinics, but to get the kids to feel bouncy. And I always say we want to be wide enough that we have balance, but narrow enough that we feel like we can pop off the floor and then start to really get that rhythm up and down, up and down, up and down. And to feel like that basketball is moving up and out your body with ease. It's, it's comfortable. It feels natural for you. And that's one of the first drills that we do when we do our shooting camps and our, and our shooting clinics is to get kids to feel the rhythm of the basketball and the, the body starting to unload hips, knees, ankles with our lower body, shoulder, elbow, wrist, and to break down the timing. And the timing of that is going to be a little bit different for, for everyone, and that's okay. But if you're not practicing your rhythm, I think you're missing out on a big piece of shooting the basketball. Maybe this looks different for your varsity player who might be all state and your fifth grader who's just learning how to shoot the basketball. Um, but there's definitely a time and place for us to incorporate some of these aspects so that they can shoot the basketball basketball really well. Um, when it comes to some things that I think of as far as a, a solid shooting workout, <clears throat> I think of block training, variable practice, random practice, and then game action or, or, or live game shots. And when I say that, I'm talking about there's defense involved or there is a decision involved or there is both involved a contest uh you have to decide is there a catch and shoot or is this a pull up do i need to cut to a certain spot before i get the shot off uh, do i need to you know flare back to to the corner or do i need to pop to the wing they're making some reads right and so generally with our block practice it's we're going through our four phases of form shooting which we've already broken down in a previous episode and if you need to get some spot shots in, like you said, game shots, game spots, game speed, you're getting some of those in. And if you need to get a lot of reps in those areas, there's nothing wrong with that. You just can't only do that, right? Like if I shoot 10 shots from the corner, 10 shots from the wing, 10 shots from the top, you know, and, and you know, I'm making 50 shots. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay, but you're never going to shoot the same shot twice in a row in a game, unless you're shooting two free throws. So there's not a whole lot going into that as far as being able to understand when well, a game, there's a, some action I had to take to get to that spot up catch and shoot in the corner. However, getting high amount of shots is great for building or tweaking your technique 
And it's also great for building your confidence. So getting high, high amount of high volume of shots, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but we want to make sure that's not the only thing that we're doing. I want to make that crystal, crystal clear. The second shot type that I think is really important is variable shots, which means we're getting into multiple shots that are different within the same shooting drill. And as we get to the end of this, I'm going to break down some so audio you can, you can get the feel for it if you're watching on video you can actually see some of the some of the drills on youtube but it could be as simple as hey we're working on some transition shooting so you're running in from half court you're going to catch and shoot and make three threes but every time you got to go back and touch half court or you're going to come in touch half court come in catch and shoot three next time you're coming in from half court it's a pull up going to the right next time come in touch half court pull up dribble to the left next time rip it get all the way to the basket repeat right so we're working on different shot types different things that we might do in a game there's not really a decision to be made yet but we're changing things up then we get into the random where it might be as simple as this or that okay so if you have uh, a player who has the basketball and they have it on a defensive player's back. And so if I'm, if I have the basketball and coach Nichols is on defense and coach Nichols is in front of me and I have the basketball on his back, he's facing the, the basket. And whenever coach Nichols decides he's going to move right or left and depend on which direction he goes, that cues me to go the other way into my pull-up jump shot. Right. And so I have the basketball on his back. I don't know when the drill is going to start. He does. He makes a quick one or two hard steps to the right. How fast can I quickly rip the basketball to the left and get into my pull up, pull up jump shot? That's random, right? We don't know. It's this or it's that. That's a very, very basic version. You want to add it with a contest? We can literally do that same drill. Coach Nichols moves. So he goes two hard steps to the right. I dribble to the left for my pull-up jump shot, and now he's going to come back and he's going to contest my shot, right? So now it's we've, we've gone random, and we've literally taken that random drill, and we've said, okay, now we're going random. Now we're going live game shooting because you have to make a decision on whether to go right or left, and you're getting a contest like you did, just would in a game. That's one that we could do. Uh, this is easy to do off the ball if you're working on wide pin downs. You know, you have a, a player making the pass. Maybe you have a coach or another player setting some screens. You break down the screen reads, right? Whether you can curl it, you can slip it, you can pop it. You can, you know, come off a wide pin down, maybe a straight cut to the elbow. If they cheat it, you pin them back in, you flare screen, you go back out in the corner, right? They run you off the three-point line. You can get into a, a pull-up jump shot and you play out of it. You just play out of it. You say, go, player comes off the screen, and it, you, you make the pass to wherever they are, just like you, you might in a game. So there's many different uh, game action drills. We'll show you a, a few more uh, towards the end of this presentation as well. But that is how I like to think about what would make a good shooting workout. If we had 45 minutes, we would probably go five minutes form shooting. We'd probably get about five to 10 minutes of some spot shooting, get a high amount of reps in, a lot of makes in. And then the, the rest of our workout would be variable practice. We'd add some random and some game action type shots. And what you mentioned earlier, especially as we get into 
some of these other aspects of shooting, we're adding some competition. Can you make a certain amount of shots in a certain amount of time? Uh, if, if it's competitive and a live action drill, you know, you and me are going to get the first player to make three shots wins and we're contesting each other's shot. We're, we're having some variable as far as going right or going left. We're trying to see how many shots we can make in 90 seconds, but we're spreading sideline to sideline and then coming in on the wings, different things like that to not only make it competitive, but it's a heck of a lot more fun when we put a time and score to some shooting drills as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I love, I love competition shooting. I think, you make such a good point when we think intentionally about how we're structuring a workout, how we're structuring a practice, having different variations to the way that we're doing shooting is important, whether it's variable, whether it's random, whether it's block training or competition. I think having, having, and even if you section those out day by day, like maybe Monday is when we do our variable training, Tuesday is when we do our, our random, however you, you structure it, I think is, is important to just think about if, if we're thinking about it, we're at least getting the ball rolling. So coach, let's, let's dive into some drills. I know you're going to show us some drills. I'll share one drill that I like. I think it, it plays off of some of the stuff we like to do at our camps. Um, we call it outside of the frame shooting. So it's similar to slide shooting. So slide shooting, you take two spots and usually slide back and forth to set spot. Outside the frame shooting is similar in the fact that you have a shooter and what the passer is going to do is they're going to throw the pass just outside the frame. So either just outside of my left shoulder or just outside of my right shoulder and what I have to do is read the pass. And my goal is to get my feet under the ball, my hand behind and under the ball and get into a shot. It's very similar to slide shooting. It's a very similar movement, but what it does is it simulates in games, the rare amount of times we get a perfect pass. Most of the time it's outside of our frame. And so I joke with my friend Vito, we, he loved to throw passes at my ankles. I got pretty good at shooting threes off a catch by my ankles. I wouldn't recommend to have that in a game. But outside of the frame shooting is a way that we can practice something as reading reading a pass that's outside of us, getting our feet set, and getting up into a shot. That's one of my favorite shooting drills to do. I think it's really helpful. I think it's really conducive to developing good game shots. What are some other drills that that you like to do, Steve, that, that help us in this area? One, I mean, I mean, those are great because I mean you're not going to get the perfect pass every time in a game. So what we can practice that, that's different than kids throwing lollipop passes when someone's trying to get a shot that's not realistic getting a pass and practicing it in your workouts where it's slightly off target or a little higher a little low I'm okay with that but what I can't stand at a shooting camp or shooting workout and I, I always make sure is like when when a kid will throw like this slow bounce pass to a kid who's spotting up on the wing I was like this is never a situation where you would even throw that pass to a player to catch and shoot and two, it's so slow, it would get stolen anyway. Or where kids will just kind of throw, and you see that ball kind of go up, and then, then it comes back down. No, that ball's on a rope, right? And it might not be the perfect pass in the perfect spot, but you're, you're putting some heat on it. You're getting it there because that's what it would take to get the ball there in a game. So I just want to mention what you broke down, perfect. There are certain types of passes in practice. I'm not tolerating those type of passes because I just know they're not going to cut it cut it in the game so i'm so uh, glad you mentioned that yeah, we always yeah. there's we, a big difference we, we always mention in our practices that shooting drills are passing drills too so if you're not focusing on on what you're doing as a passer you're being a bad teammate that mm -hmm. that's just that's how it is if there's a pass in the drill make sure that you're doing that to the best of your ability 
Great stuff. So as I, I want to break down a few of our shooting drills that I really like, this is actually a new upload we put into the coach's edge, which is our super shooter drills. And we're, we're going to do some of them at our camps, our shooting camps this summer, where we're going to have the kids try some of these out. We actually have another handout that shows you like you can put your name on it. You can put the date and then you can write down what your score is. And so you could literally take my 10 favorite shooting drills and say, hey, on July 28th, I scored 50 points on the Curry rapid fire shooting drill. And I'm, I'm going to try to beat that score. And then, you know, August 1st, you did the sideline shooter drill and, and you got a, a record 45 seconds to, to beat that drill and, and you did it. So um, that, that's kind of a fun little thing that we have. But I want to show you a couple. Again, a lot of these are variable drills. Variable drills are probably a weakness that I had as far as coaching and probably getting some reps up as a player. I did a, a lot of fundamental technique stuff as a player. I got my block reps in and then I like to think based on the, the workouts that I was doing, the people I was working out with, I got the randomized aspect of it. But if there was something I could go back as a player and do more of, it would be more of the variable drills where you're shooting one shot type and then you go to another shot type. Those types of things I think really help as a player. And so we've, we've gamified it, right? Because that makes it more fun for, for us to, to work on as, as players. So let's just roll through uh, a couple of these. CMU shooting drill, got from Jordan Bitzer, who was an all-league all player at Central Michigan back in the day. This one's fun. You got 90 seconds on the clock. You start at half court. You have one rebounder. It's great for your wind, right? Building up your legs, shooting consistency, right? You have time and score to it. And all in all, you need to make 11 shots in less than 90 seconds. And this is college level shooting, by the way. Like, so we don't expect all of our high school players to be able to, to knock this down. We might take the distance, not half court doing the same thing, or it might give them a little more time to knock down some of these shots. But anyway, you start at half court, you run in to the three point line. You could do this on the wings. You could do this at the top of the key and you need to make three catch and shoot transition three point shots. No matter what, you always go back and touch half court after every single shot. After you've made those three, then you need to make a pull-up going right and a pull-up going left. And then after you've made one of each, you need to make one. doesn't matter if you go right or left. You need to make one layup. So now we're at six makes, right? You need to repeat and do the same thing back out. So after you've made your layup, you again need to make a one dribble pull-up going right and left, followed by three more, three more, Transition, catch and shoot threes. That's 11 makes in 90 seconds. And you want to see if you can one beat it in 90 seconds. And then if you get to the point where you can beat it in 90 seconds, how low of a score can you get? That's a lot of fun, right? Once you get that first taste of like, oh, I finally beat 90 seconds because it's tough to beat 90 seconds. They say, okay, well, I got a minute 25. Can I get a minute 23, a minute 22? That's a, that's a fun one that, that I like to do. And feel free to jump in, coach. And I'm just going to keep uh, firing away with some of these other ones that, that I like. Clay Thompson shooting drill right here. This is a four-shot series. We, we talk about uh, one of the best shooters that's, that's ever lived and how well he moves without the basketball and some of the shots that he's really, really good at. Here are, here are a few. So we start in the corner like we're coming off of a wide pin down. Oh, first things first, let me explain the rules. 90 seconds on the clock. You're starting on one of the sides. So you would essentially do this at least twice. You do it in one corner, then you'd reset and do it from the other corner. So you got 90 seconds and a two pointer is worth two points. 
And if three pointers were three points, pretty simple to add your scores up, right? So we're coming off a wide pin down and then we're gonna straight cut to the corner for a catch and shoot jump shot. After you've taken that shot, you're immediately going to backpedal out to the wing for another catch and shoot. So that would be simulating a flare, right? That would be worth three points if you make that shot. Then you're gonna drift down to the corner, which is another game type action for another catch and shoot three, make that it's worth three. And then the four shot type, you can decide what you wanna do. Now, Clay Thompson being an absolute sniper is if you run him off the three point line, he's not dribbling into a pull up two. He's gonna take a, a side dribble and then shoot another three. And so that's the, after you've taken your third shot, drifting to the corner for a catch and shoot three, you're gonna immediately get another pass. You're gonna shot fake it. You're gonna take one dribble to the side and then you're gonna pull up and take that three. Now, if you're saying, hey, we're not at that point with our high school players, we're gonna pull up and take a, a two point shot in the mid range, that's fine, do your thing. That's worth two points. So that's a four shot series and you just continue to repeat through that series for 90 seconds, see how many points you can get. And then you repeat it from the other side. All right. All right. All right. Let's go. Uh, so a couple more coach. And uh, again, these are, these are a lot of fun. The, the BJSU shooting drop. If, if you guys have known us for a, a long time, um, I won't explain that one. There's a free throw shooting drill in our free throw shooting episode that we did. We talked a little bit about breathing and trying to slow ourselves down. I think it can be really tough to simulate game type free throws in a workout. And so here's one thing that I think can be helpful for you. You're gonna shoot a total of 10 free throws. You could shoot a total of 20 free throws, whatever number you wanna shoot, okay? But you're gonna shoot two at a time. And then after you take your two free throws, you're gonna to sprint to half court and back. Just to simulate one, you're doing a different action, right? Because it's easy to get into a rhythm at the free throw line after you've shot four or five, six, and you make, 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 but that's not necessarily realistic for a game, right? And so we're getting you off the line. You're going to sprint to half court. You're going to sprint back. Maybe that's not realistic for you. Maybe you have your kids to shoot two free throws. Hey, do 10 jumping jacks and then jump back into the free throw line and shoot two more free throws. And the point totals are this. If you make it, but it hits the rim or the backboard, you get one point. If you swish it, you get two points. And if you miss it, you get minus one. And so if you were to shoot 10 free throws, a perfect score would be 20, right? All swishes, you missed every shot. The worst you could get is negative 10. And so you really have a 30, 30 point, you know, window here for possibilities between negative 10 and a perfect score of 20 that your kids are trying to work their way up and, and improve. And uh, it's a good way if you do like a little free throw ladder or something like that, that they can continue to, to work on is uh, a lot of fun as well. And let me show you one more, one more coach, sideline shooter, sideline shooter. This one's tough. This one is tough. Sprinting and shooting basically the whole time. You're gonna start on the sideline. When you say go, you're going to run into the three-point line. You have 60 seconds to try to make eight threes. And when you make your eight threes, that's your score, right? So if you get 60 seconds or higher, you lost. You don't get to complete it. Try to start over. If you make it an under, 
60 seconds, whatever that time is, that's your score. Lowest score, lowest score is, is the best. So 60 seconds, you start from the sideline near the wing, say go, you sprint into the wing for a catch and shoot three. If you make it, the reward is you only need to sprint to the other wing to perform your catch and shoot. If you miss it, you have to sprint all the way to the opposite sideline and then sprint into that wing for your catch and shoot. So there's a little extra running in, plus you're not getting as many shots up because you missed the shot. So you really get rewarded for making it. Regardless, make or miss, your next shot happens on the other wing. You're trying to knock down those eight shots in 60 seconds or less. That's a fun one, competitive, and it's quick. I mean, 60 seconds is, is not a lot of time, but they're running, they're shooting, they're running, they're shooting, then, then I would go. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and, and competitive. So coach, I'm gonna uh, break down a couple of video and, and explain. So anything you wanna add or, or break down, uh, go ahead and do that. Yeah. I We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, serving mid-Michigan in the thumb with their big three automotive needs. They have a wide range of products from Chevy, Buick, Ford, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. And they also have a large selection of pre-owned vehicles with one of the largest selections of trucks in the state. They are sure to fit your needs. Standish and Gladwin are truck country. Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, they are all about service. And I can tell you firsthand from purchasing a couple different vehicles from Richardson Automotive, they are all about service. Stop in and see them today. They will get you right. Yeah, I like everything you just mentioned. And when it comes to competition shooting, specifically if you're doing teams against team or player against player, if you want to add any cool wrinkle to it, I love doing this. And you mentioned it with your free throw drill, making swishes worth more or even only counting swishes. That's a really good good way to, to make things different, but then also to give a different emphasis. I, it always amazes me when we do a free throw competition shooting drill where we, where we add that and a guy is so mad because he made eight, but he only swished two. And it's like, this, this might be a kid who normally makes six out of 10 at a, at a practice, but he's making eight regularly because he was focused on swishing. When we, when we have our, our bar higher, it's amazing what more we can accomplish. So I love that you mentioned that. And I think that's, that's just an interesting thing to add to our drills. All right. So I, I agree. Fun. I'm going to show you, explain a couple things as far as closeout shooting. I think, you know, what we want to get are open shots in a game. And a lot of times, if it's a stationary or slight movement into our catch and shoot, that's going to be one of the better percentages we have as far as getting into you know perimeter shots and knocking them down. So how can we start to simulate what the defense would be doing in some of these different situations? And these are some drills that we really incorporated a lot last year as we did our camp tour. Uh, we have them, you know, tons of video variations with our coaches edge members that we give to them. And so. I'll explain our very uh, basic one. There is, you may have seen something similar that coaches will do where you throw the basketball out and you got a defender around the foul line. And when the ball goes out to them, they run out and contest the shot. That's good. I think the way we do it is better because we put two players out there. So the defense doesn't know who's going to get the ball. And then the offensive players don't also don't know who's going to get the ball, if they're going to get it for this catch and shoot or not. And 
if you follow our coach's edge stuff, putting a second player out opens up the options for how many variations of this basically same drill that, that we can do. So to paint a picture for our listeners, you put a defender, say the second hash mark, you put two offensive players out at the seams. You got a coach or a player throwing the basketball in from underneath and the defensive player is facing out. The ball throws in from underneath. And as soon as the defender sees the basketball fly out, then they can get into their contest on the shooter. And if that shooter makes the shot, the defensive player goes to the end of the line. If that shooter misses the shot, then the defensive player takes their spot. And we do this stationary. And then we start to add relocation, right? A drift, some lateral movement. So as soon as those two players cross, if they both start at the slots and they start to cross towards the top of the key at any point, the coach or the player underneath can throw the pass in. Defender sees the pass go out. They get into a contest. Again, if you make it, you get to stay. And if you miss it, you got to go, right? And then you, you continue to work your way in and take some of their, their spots from there. So it's, it's good because it allows us to get into game situation shooting. We could go catch and shoot. We can go relocation shooting. You can put the defensive player a little closer. And so then you give them the option of saying, hey, you can catch and shoot or you can pull it up, use a pull-up jump shot if the defense does a really good job of running you off of the three-point line. And then we start to go two on one off of this. So, hey, the ball gets passed out. You got two players at the seams. You got a defender at the foul line. Basketball comes in from underneath. When you catch the ball, you got the option. You can shoot it. We talked about having the option to dribble. You can shoot it or you can pass it to your partner, right? And so that defensive player is flying around a little bit to get a contest. You're working from, maybe I'm going to get this shot. Maybe I'm not going to get this shot. You start to go some teams, right? We literally did. I listen, I'm a basketball nut. I get it. But we took this drill and we started doing it because we had four players at my grandparents' house earlier this spring slash summer. And I was too stiff to play. Like, I don't want to play 21. I don't want to play two on two but I also didn't want to shoot around because I wanted to do something where I had the chance of winning. Right. And so I was like, what, what can, what can we do? What can we do? I need something competitive. So it was like my brother, who's a college player. Uh, my other brother who, you know, was a good high school player that one of some random person, I can't even remember who was around anyway. So there's four of us and I say, all right, let's do this. We each go to the seams, right. And the two players that are out on the three point line at the seams, we're going to be, we're on the same team, right. We're on the same team. And then give me a defender just below the foul line. And his teammate is going to be the one throwing the pass in, right? So essentially it's two on two, even though there's only one, one defender out there. The player underneath the basket is going to throw the pass in to one of the two offensive players. Like I talked about, the defensive player doesn't know who's going to get it. But as soon as the ball whizzes next to their head, they're going to get into their closeout. And then if Coach Nichols, you were the passer on the opposite team, and you threw it out to me, your partner would get into a closeout on me, correct? And then I got the option. I can shoot it. I can pass it to my teammate. And if we make it, we get a point and we get to stay. And then you would switch, right? You would come out on defense. Your partner would become the passer. And then you, they would throw it out again. And if we were to miss that shot, then you and your partner would go to the seams and be the shooters. And then myself and my partner, one of us would be a passer. One of us would be a defender and we would go and we would go until, you know, a team makes seven 
right? And then we would dog each other because, you know, somebody beat somebody else. And then we would play again and add a little variation, say, okay, you can use a pull-up on this one if you like. We're going to add a little movement with our relocation before you get into your shot. So many different variations. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's competitive. And if you're a person listening, it's easier to incorporate at a basketball camp because there's a lot of drills that we can do that are great shooting drills, but they're only effective if you have a small amount of players. But like this one that we just broke down, there's four players involved in that shooting drill. So even if I got six kids out of hoop, which would be 36 kids in the gym at one time, which is a lot, I got four out of every six being involved in every single repetition that's happening out on the court. And then there's only one rep that happens. And then those other kids are coming in anyway. So there's very little lag time. There's very little where they're just like standing around waiting to come in. Like we missed a shot. We're literally out for like one play. And then we're coming right back in the drill again. It's a great way to incorporate shooting in not only small group workouts, but you run your basketball camp this summer. You want all your kids to get better. You want them to have fun and continue to do some of this stuff. Even when you're not running camps, can't recommend it enough. I love that one. That sounds like some stuff I used to do with my brothers and friends. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm the same as you. Any, any game drill that I have the opportunity to win, I'm in. So as we finish this out, coach, we, we've talked, touched on a lot. We've talked about, you know, your rhythm shooting, catching the basketball, the importance of that, catching it outside of your area, adding competition into some of our shooting drills. I've talked about block training, a lot of form reps there, some variable options, the random and the gamification, game action type shots, which, which we've, we've shown and broken down a little bit as well. Is there anything you want to mention to really put the bow on this podcast? Yeah, I think I want to come back to one of the first things I said. Think about who you are as a player or as a coach. Where are the shots that you need in games? Where are the passes you need to, to make in games? And incorporate those into our workouts. And as we do that, we build more familiarity, more reps, always is going to build more confidence. And then, like you mentioned, making it variable, making it random, and then making it competitive. Those are the three ways to get your players engaged. I think sometimes coaches can get discouraged because shooting should be fun. Sometimes they can seem monotonous or like players are being lazy during shooting drills. Maybe it's because it needs to be switched up a little bit. Maybe you need to add some variation. <clears throat> Maybe it needs to be some randomness or maybe it's com competitive. And if, and if maybe you're doing a ton of that, maybe change the, the makes like switches are worth too. That's the way to go. You'll be, you'll be shocked at how engaged players will get just by doing that. Love it, man. This was a lot of fun. I love talking about shooting, just go on and on and on, which is why I'm so glad that we decided to do this summer podcast series on, on shooting the basketball and, um, you know, we have a handful of camps in Northwest Ohio where you're located. Our attack camp is almost full already, which as we're recording this, it's still the end of April. This would be a record coach if one of our attack camps sells out in April when the camp isn't even till mid-June. Like we are, we are up and running. Like our Kramer basketball coaches edge stuff is like taking off. And you are a big reason for that with all the cool stuff we have going on with, with the coaches edge with our, with the instruction and to go back to, to anything, when players know you care about them, right? 
bottom line, when your players know you care about them and what you're doing in your practices, you believe in it. Like this matters. And you talked about players kind of going through the motions, maybe not being that intense. Yes, it could have to do with some of the things that, that you're talking about. It could also have to do with your vibe as a coach. When you walk in the gym and you believe in what you're doing, say, we do this, we will be better. And I care about you. So that means I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you if you need to be challenged. But I know this is going to help us. And I care about you, which means I want you to do the best at whatever it is that you're doing at this given point in time. Maybe your players playing basketball. It's their third favorite sport. But you're like, God darn it. If, you, if we're here for an hour, right, I'm going to give you my best for an hour. And I expect you to give me the best that you have for an hour. And that's, I mean, that's coaching. That's building relationships. That's, that's being a mentor. That's the, the privilege that we have as basketball coaches and coaches in, in general is to be able to have these opportunities to positively impact other people. And even if you're not giving some of that message directly, I think it's even more powerful because of how you go about these types of interactions. As basic as it might be doing a shooting workout, some of the values and characteristics and how you run that workout, I truly believe can make a positive impact in how that person grows up how they carry themselves, how they work, how they treat other people, how they communicate with other people. And that's going to help them not just on the basketball court for our team next year, right? That's going to help them in everything that they, they do the rest of their life. I mean, that's, that's what, what's really important. Yeah. That's facts right there. Players pick up on your energy. Always mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. 100%. Thank you guys for listening to the coach's edge podcast. Tons of fun as always. Appreciate you guys, you know, share it, like subscribe, rate review. All the other things that are really, really helpful, if, if you find this beneficial, uh, goes a really long way. If there's anything we can do for you, please let me know. If you want to get a shooting workout in with, with Coach Nichols in Northwest Ohio, he's the person that I refer everybody to that, that reaches out to me. He's the main guy over there. Um, we'll put his contact information in the description below. Thank you for listening. As always, get after today.